What is up, Clipper Nation? Uh, it is I, Positive Chuck Mockler, and the return-ish of... William, uh, William, the opinion of that. What's going on, fools? Yeah, well, Will's in Japan spreading the gospel of the Clippers, as I've been saying on this podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, I've got a ton of brochures. Uh, I've been chased out of two uh, Shinto temples already. Uh, <laughs> Have you Buddhist, seen... The Buddhists weirdly seem to fit, though, so... Have you actually seen anyone in Clippers gear? Has there been any Clippers gear over there? <laughs> no. <laughs> that makes sense. But that makes I, total I, sense. I've been rocking the hat, and a couple of people have been like, hey, L.A. <laughs> All right, that counts. We'll take that. We're getting international. Um, they un- so, they understand that there's only one L.A. team, so... <laughs> yeah, they get it. They like the best one. Um, so today we're going to be taking a look at uh, our two-way guys, Jonathan Motley and Angel Delgado's seasons. We're going to go into a new segment that Will and I have created called Kawhi Watch 2019, <laughs> which is about uh, Kawhi Leonard, who else, and a little bit about KD today. And then the final segment is going to be the Pacific Division Outlook. There's going to be three new head coaches there, which is kind of crazy. I realize that today. Uh, oh, that's they, absurd. Right? I don't know if it's ever been – I don't know if a division's ever had this many new head coaches in a year. Um, and then we're going to be doing a pretty special edition of Love, Mary Kill uh, – thought of by William, the opinion of like, of course, but first let's talk about our two way guys. Oh yeah. What? Uh, so in the beginning of the season, I kind of thought Delgado was going to actually get more playing time than Motley. Um, yeah. I mean, that's like, I think that's definitely a fair point. Like his rebounding numbers weren't insane. Uh, the dude crushed at Seton Hall, uh, <laughs> yeah. which I feel like, which I feel like is so overlooked somehow. Yeah. Um, I mean, he had he won Rookie of the Year in the G League. He averaged eighteen and fifteen. He Definitely, had... and I I feel like uh, just just you know, nolly kick flipping after that. Oh, yeah. uh, I often I I feel like he got a lot of uh, respect for that, like both from Clippers and it seemed like even a few people around the league took notice. Uh, if you looked at the Twitter comment, I, I dig deep into these sort of things, as you know, uh, and he was getting likes from, you know, from some big dogs out there. I mean, if you, I was looking over his numbers, he had six 2020 games, including a 40, 20 game. <laughs> yeah. Including a 40, 20 game. He was just feasting on guys out there. Uh, but the issue with him, I think is that he's got to kind of, he's undersized. So he's yeah, kind of like in that Trez realm. That, that's the thing, uh, and and honestly, you know, not to give too much about the next guy that we're going to talk about, but that's the issue with both of these guys is the the mm. spacing just gets too darn goofy um, unless we run these guys out with some sort of third lineup where one of them can run as the center, uh, and even then, it's it's an either or scenario. There's no way that I feel like both can break into the lineup as currently constructed. For sure. And we'd have to go, we'd have to somehow have like three big shooters if they're on the floor because Motley's too skinny to play the five. And then Delgado's kind of too short, I guess. I mean, Trez can, but yeah. Um, so yeah, Delgado only played in two games for the Clippers. He averaged seven and a half minutes and put up one and a half points and two boards, which isn't very good. But yeah. I was, I Jonathan. think we were both. Oh, Jonathan Mott tease, as I say, because we only got a tease of what his season could be this year. <laughs> <Okay>. you know? <laughs> yeah, he actually got more minutes. The funny thing is, is we both kind of were surprised when we were going through that phase where we like couldn't grab any rebounds. 
that they yeah. didn't put Delgado in because he was, I mean, putting up 2020 games. Definitely. And here is the thing, uh, like to contradict what I earlier said, um, one strong argument for either one of these guys in a lineup coexisting with Trez would be you have these guys uh, just absolutely murder the glass. Oh, and you yeah. have them. You have them make up for Trez on the defensive end, because I think uh, especially as the season went on, it kind of became abundantly clear that that is the biggest hole in his game. Yeah. And Trez's game. Yes. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. Yeah. That, I mean, we would definitely grab every single rebound, I think, with a lineup of <laughs> Gatto, Motley and Trez. I just hope in the offseason. I just really think he only really needs to work on his outside shot and maybe just getting some run with the guys who play for the Clippers as opposed to the Agua Caliente Clippers. Isn't there a rule, though, in the NBA where you can run six guys if you have three fives? <laughs> yeah, if you're running three centers, I mean, you can cherry pick. It's totally fine. Um, oh, also, another reason why I don't think Delgado got playing time is because I think we were just winning too many games. Yeah, so uh, that was a big thing, too. I uh, I thought, you know, I, I mean, I fell into the trap that a lot of people did after the Tobias Harris trade where I thought, you know, this is really great. Uh, we're, we're, we're not going to tank, but we're going to take a step back and maybe give some development yeah. time to some guys. And that, um, that wasn't really the case. Yeah. We just kept winning, which I guess is a good problem to have. Uh, and then our other two way guy, Jonathan Motley, he got a little more time than Delgado. He averaged four and two. He appeared mm -hmm. in 22 games for the Clippers. He did play 30 minutes in a game versus the Pacers this year. Uh, we lost and he put up 10 and six, so didn't necessarily do a lot with the opportunity, but that was one of those games that was right no, after the what trade do you deadline. mean? He did as much as he possibly could with the opportunity. <laughs> yeah, that was right after the trade deadline when we had like seven active players, I think actually with the team. Um, and we beat the, we beat the Pacers the next game. I just also want to point out, uh, Bojan Bogdanovich, <laughs> also a possible future Clipper fell oh, yeah. down twice in key moments. So. Yeah, so that, I mean that was probably and, because and, of and that was mostly Motley's vibe. I think is what he fell down from. <laughs> yeah, uh, and he's kind of Motley's a guy who showed what he did when he was with Dallas. He had twenty six and twelve in a game for them two years ago. So Absolutely. I think the pieces are there for him to be a contributor, maybe a little faster. Just I mean already since he's got more time than Galdado, but he's in this weird situation where he's like he doesn't have the shot to play the four or the you size to play the five. Out here. I'm gonna throw this out here. Dude's got a jumper. All right. Real I mean, in, <laughs> in practice, it looks good. Like in, I mean, when we see him shoot around, it looks really smooth, which I'm, yeah, not, I, I mean, I'm kind of surprised about. I've seen him hit like some elbow threes and like, they don't look bad. Yeah. It's like a three. Like, that, it's like, not, it's not a heave. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's like it's coming not the off smoothest, his hand. But... Yeah. It's coming off his hand in a way that you're like, oh, you know what you're doing. This isn't like yeah. a goofy thing you're doing. Um, <laughs> he seems like a dude. I mean, if he got a consistent shot, he'd be and gained a little weight. He'd be a pretty shifty four to have because he's pretty explosive too. Definitely. Uh, what is like? What is the limit on that two-way contract? Do we have that for for one more year, or is this something we have to figure out in the summer? I'm not entirely sure. I think we have Delgado. I mean, we have Delgado for. We have Delgado for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure about Motley because he's still on his rookie contract. I think. I'm not sure if those reset or anything. Weird. Okay, so the only salary that's like currently to be found on Basketball Reference is the 17 to 18 season with the Dallas Mavericks. And the, 
And in the salary bracket, it just says less than minimum. Oh, that's rough, dude. I mean, <laughs> wow. Well, I guess if we do have to resign, it won't be that big of an issue salary cap wise. Um, do you see which of these two guys do you see getting more time next year? I mean, there's a, still a bunch of stuff to happen, obviously, but right now. Still a, still a bunch of stuff to happen, but if I was the guess, I would say Motley, um, just because he has a little bit of that professional experience underneath his belt. Uh, but I, you know what? It, honestly, I think that we're going to learn a lot more about the intentions of these two guys uh, mm. in Hawaii this this summer. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd agree with that. I think Delgado kind of takes up a lesser Trez spot, which they don't really need another one of. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and I like Delgado a lot. Like, I like his game a lot. Oh, yeah. Just, uh, right now, I just don't really see how it fits. Now, this could change, mind you, if we were able to add um, another kind of, like, backup wing at the three um, that could that could really shoot the lights out and open up the floor a little bit more. I could, I could definitely see there being a bit more of a role for Delgado. And that could be, like, you know, as I said earlier, like, in defensive lineups, that could be absolutely punishing to a second unit. For sure. Yeah, it would just tire them out. Uh, it's two huge dudes. Um, coming up after this, we are going to be talking Kawhi Watch 2019. Uh, <laughs> but first, guys, look, hiring is a challenge. But there's one place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart. A place where growing businesses connects to qualified candidates. That place is ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. You can Zip maybe Recruiter... even find candidates who uh, don't just take a random week off to go to Japan. So. Yeah, may- maybe. You will not find Will on there. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply for your job. ZipRecruiter is so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first 24 hours. And right now, my listeners, our listeners, I don't know why it says my, can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address. I copy and pasted it. ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. So welcome to Kawhi Watch 2019. Let's do it. Let's do I got, it. I, no one can see me, but I got my binoculars on. <laughs> he's got it. Yeah, he's got them out. So someone tweeted at the Locked On Clips Twitter that uh, at the post game last night, Kawhi was wearing a red and blue sweater that is from okay. his line on New Balance, I believe. Okay. That uh, looks a little like the Clippers colors, if you ask me. You know uh, what? There's no way anyone could possibly be reading into that. But <laughs> the thing is, is Kawhi isn't, he's, you know, he's not your, he's not your ADs. You know, he's not, someone's not just laying out clothes for him. He's <laughs> yeah. very pointedly picking what he's wearing. They uh, lost. I mean, they did lose 95 to 116 to the 76ers. Is this 4D chess or... I, I actually I really think there's only one answer and that that it's 4D chess and he's absolutely coming to the Clippers. Another situation, one of his signature shoe colorways is black and blue. The Raptors don't have any blue in their shoe. Coincidence or more 4D chess? Uh, this is definitely not a coincidence. This is 4D chess. <laughs> Guys, it's threat level zero. Whatever the highest threat level. Defcon eight. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, this is very real. I also. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna say. I listened back to his. Uh, post-game interview backwards through a okay. uh, a special filter that I engineered myself. That's and very if you, important. If you play it at three and a half times speed, 
upside down, it actually says, I will play for the Clippers next year. So I'm going to be rewinding every interview he's ever been a part of. I'm just going (laughs) to see, I'm going to take every uh, email he's ever written and see what the first letter is of each word. And I think it's going to spell out something involving the Clippers. Um, He was seen actually at some (laughs) LA elementary schools. Interesting note. He does not have any kids, but uh, he's planning on He was just kind of checking it out just to just for future reference. Um, For those listeners who maybe haven't caught on yet, this is all a joke. And I kind of want people to chill out with photoshopping Kawhi Clippers jerseys. I've seen so many posts about it. There's 59 days until July 1st, (laughs) just for a frame of reference. Um, Let's I just want I feel which means that 10 days ago, this would have been real news. Yeah, exactly. I just like, I just, people got to pump their brakes a little bit. Like we don't, I talked about this a little yesterday. It seems like people are kind of freaking out. Um, I'm in the opposite boat. I'm rooting for the Sixers right now. Every time they win, I'm like, I'm giving myself, oh. I'm, I'm in another country giving myself fist bumps and I'm, just, <laughs> uh, I'm loving life. Oh, see, so you can, you can be excited like that. That I'm totally fine. Rooting for like the same, you know, positive result is great. But, like, there is, there's a guy on Twitter who has a... They have Kawhi Leonard jerseys already for the Clippers. Like, they wore them to games this year. That just feels lo- like a little much. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I, I, also, I also love it if it doesn't work out and you still have, like, the cojones to just wear them to games. To rock the Leonard number two jerseys. <laughs> That'd be funny, too, because Shea's number two. <laughs> like, yes. I mean, well, Kawhi, Kawhi would have to change. Obviously. Yeah, I don't think Shea would give it to him. I had, uh, I actually thought it'd be funny that I feel like if Kawhi comes to the Clippers, he's just going to be looking for jerseys, and he's going to stumble upon Shea's number two, and he's just going to pick it up, and he goes, "Oh, th- oh, this is you," <laughs> and that's going to be how he asked for number two from Shea. <laughs> yeah, no, he he's not getting number two. I'm sorry, that one's locked up. He can have a uh, little two. Has anyone ever put a little before the number before? <laughs> just a smaller. Or what about just a smaller two? <laughs> that would also be very funny. Do they have could lowercase be, could, numbers? Could he be O2? Because that's different, <laughs> for sure. Dude, maybe, actually. That's not bad. Um, oh, so some actual news. I, there were some uh, Vegas odds released about where KD's going to go. Okay. I'm not really... I didn't remember the website, but right now the Warriors have <laughs> the best odds. It was KD to the Clippers.org. <laughs> yeah. RU. Yeah. Uh, Warriors was number one. Uh, Knicks were two. Clippers were three. Lakers were four. Uh, that even four, I feel like is, and I don't want to bag on the Lakers, but that is like crazy <laughs> Lakers optimism. That is absurd. I There's think no way, four. There, you know, I feel comfortable enough betting. I don't, what do you want? You want a finger? Like what? Like I don't know what you <laughs> want from me. I feel comfortable betting the farm that he does not join the Lakers. I don't think he will, but I think number four makes sense because I'm not sure what other teams are actually in play after the first three. You know what I'm Suns. saying? Suns. Like, the Suns? Oh, there is a tweet I saw that someone uh, pulled where, like, Monty Williams is... Yeah. <laughs> Shrieker has a really great tweet. Uh, if you guys follow him on Twitter, you absolutely should. Uh, it's at Shrieky Shooter, uh, S-R-E-E-K-Y, I believe. Uh, he dug deep into uh, Kevin Durant of the Suns. It's he very loves funny, Phoenix. and it's got me on board. Yeah, so the Suns also, we'll talk about this in the next segment, just hired Monty Williams, who Durant is a friend of. Uh, Durant's been quoted saying he likes the Scottsdale area, which is the most Kevin Durant thing in the world. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> he loves. I, De- I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, he loves Devin Booker. I mean, it could happen. Um, I wanted sense, to dude. see real hoopers recognize real hoopers. I mean, I, I mean, I can't argue with straight facts right there. So I want to see where you are. I kind of got in a debate with someone on Twitter. It was uh, not really a debate. It was more of a discussion um, about which would be bigger for KD's legacy. Uh, getting the Clippers a championship or getting the Knicks a championship? Um, that's really interesting. I I think that um, I think that if I'm being non-biased, uh, being able to bring a, a what a, a headless horse, not a headless horseman, but a headless horse <laughs> okay. like the Knicks to a championship would be. I mean, I like, to me that would be unprecedented. That's kind of what I was thinking. I think even if Kyrie, if that weird report where it's like Kyrie and KD are going to the Knicks, if those two guys went to the Knicks and somehow brought like the Mecca back, I mean, I obviously would be, I think everyone would be amazed if he got the Clippers a championship for sure. But I think mainstream wise, the Knicks storyline is more legacy inducing. So here, here's the flip side of that for me personally. Uh, I, I, and I do agree like New York biggest market, They've been crap forever. I yeah. I don't know if I've been alive long enough to see a good New York team, um, <laughs> like a truly like a truly good New York. Well, team. and like old enough um, to remember it. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like they made the playoffs with Melo. What like once or twice? Uh, maybe only once. A um, couple times. All right. Yeah, I'm but still not great. Of the doubt. Get benefit of the doubt. I'm going to say a couple times. But uh, to me, I think, and and obviously this is probably a little bit biased, but. Uh, to me, it's more interesting if you were to come to the Clippers because, to me, that is a direct like affront to LeBron. Oh yeah, I see that. To was, me, yeah, to me, my that homerism is him, was getting like that. That to me, that is him firmly saying, "No, I'm the greatest." Now, <laughs> yeah, watch me do now. this. Yeah, <laughs> I, my homerism was like, well, I mean, him coming to the Clippers in terms of going against LeBron is so great. But then people are already talking about LeBron's decline. That I feel like the majority of maybe not basketball fanatics would just be like, well, I mean, yeah, he challenged LeBron during his decline. They'd be like, no, but it was still with the Clippers nah, and everything. No, 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 no. I say not to all of that. I think that LeBron had an injury this year. I don't think that it's safe to say that he's like in, the, in a full decline. Uh, also, No, I K- agree with that. Also, I'm saying KD regular people say that. peak LeBron before. No, I understand that, but I'm saying people who don't follow the NBA as closely – for instance, for sure. some of the people who work yeah. in our office. <laughs> um, yeah, no, 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 that's fair. Talk that's about fair. that. And so I think that kind of sullies the Clippers part of it. Um, I just, but again... I, to me, that's really interesting. Like, as as a fan, and, you know, you know me. Like, I'm a messy bitch, <laughs> and I love drama. And that is that is the drama right there. It also, there was one more thing. What was I trying to forget? Oh, yeah, the Knicks are going to, like, they might give him a TV show. So he's definitely trying to expand Yeah, but all isn't of it, like, stuff. on closed-circuit TV at Madison Square Garden or something? What channel does Madison <laughs> Square Garden even own? Tell me that. The, I think the MSG channel. It's like, yes. Like the uh, Yankees uh, channel. That's garbage. You know who the I Clippers think it's on? pretty big. You know who the Clippers are? <laughs> we got the plug on uh, Cartoon Network. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we can get you a we cartoon, got, bro. We got the uh, plug on uh, NBC Today. Ever heard of it? Uh, the Today <laughs> Show. But I, yeah, I think Durant's kind of going to, he wants to expand a lot more after basketball, which I'm I think saying, is something he thinks about. I'm just saying we could have the Today Show relocated to Los Angeles. He could be the weather guy, still playing basketball. He takes over for Roker. 
and then transition into a full-time hosting role. That's all I'm saying. And if I you're going to tell me that closed-circuit <laughs> TV at Madison Square Garden is bigger, then you know what? Just get the heck out of here. Man, the goalposts have moved in this argument. Uh, that was an impressive <laughs> construction job you just did. Um, that has been Kawhi and KD Watch. We're probably going to chime in on that once a week once we see some more ridiculous uh I guess, hints about where these guys are going. Uh, coming up after this, we're going to be doing a pack div outlook and a pretty fun love, Mary kill. So, so we're back. We back. So, yeah, let's just kind of talk about. So the Pacific Division is going to have three new head coaches in it next year. I did not realize this until you said it at the top of the episode. This is insane. I mean, it's, this is I absolutely don't... insane. I didn't look it up, but I have a feeling this is maybe the most new head coaches in a division at the beginning of a season ever. Oh, right. It's, got, it's, it's either mean, it's this or four, which, it's, is, like, <laughs> <laughs> which is like an incredible amount. So, yeah. So if you didn't hear, uh, the Suns hired Monty Williams, gave him a five-year contract. Igor only got three, uh, still axed after one season. Um, and so that Woj reported that the Lakers are expected to hire Ty Lue. However, there has not been an offer yet. Either way, they're getting a brand new coach. How does this kind of affect how the division looks next year? Is um, it going to be easier because there's so much turnover in terms of head coaching or what? Okay, so also one more just uh, annotation. Um, do the Kings stay rolling with Walton. That's well that's what I I was going to kind of get into that because I don't know. I've been trying to find some stuff on that and I think I mean everyone's being tight-lipped obviously because you have to be and it's respectful. So that would that's what I mean in terms of the turnover there I guess there could maybe be even more. Yeah. Uh that's I'm that's kind of what I'm wondering right now. Uh but obviously we don't have the information to go too deep on that. Yeah. But um <laughs> but let's start yeah. guessing about that situation. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that'll be our next segment. Uh, yeah. Guessing what the Kings are going to do <laughs> with uh, Walton. Um, yeah, uh, I, I don't know. So, so let's, let's talk about the Money Williams thing first, because I think that the, to me, the five-year contract was, was pretty interesting. Yeah, I think it's them planting a flag saying, we will have you here for at least one season. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so, like, know. this is, uh, I mean... I don't know if this is for certain, but I feel like they still have one more year Earl left on the books. They got Igor. Yeah. They got Igor for two more years on the books. Ooh. And they got Monty now for five. For, uh, for five years. Think how many coaches you could afford if you just paid one coach the amount you're paying three coaches. It's, I mean, it's just a bad organization. Uh, I, I really hope, though, um, and this is just dumb, blind optimism, I really hope this works out for Monty Williams. I really hope. Yeah, good dude. Um, I, I, and I really hope this, like, for, for Devin Booker, who, you know, anyone who listens Ugh. to Pod knows I'm a huge fan of. Uh, it would be great for him to have some consistency in a coaching staff. And I really hope that uh, Monty Williams, you know, he's, he strikes me as a player first dude, that he can kind of get control of that locker room. Obviously, a lot of young guys in there. I do feel like there's a lot of discord. Um, I, I, I really. Once again, blind, dumb optimism, but I really am hoping for the best for this situation. I actually think the Kings are maybe in the hardest position out of any of the teams that have a new coach. So here's where I think the Kings are better. Um, they have gelled chemistry with these for guys. Sure. Uh, in a way that even though these Suns players, some of these dudes have been on, they will have been on the same team for three seasons. 
they have not established that same kind of chemistry and, and with a winning culture. Yeah, very good point. <laughs> uh, yeah, my thing with the, the Kings is that, like, the, the firing of Dave seemed, I don't know if it was a surprising move, but a fairly abrupt move. I know he didn't have the well, best friction, or I only had some friction with some of the young guys, but it was just... I thought that I some know. of that stuff, I mean, and once again, you know, like, I loosely followed the Kings, you know, I'm not, like, super uh, entrenched uh, mm-hmm. as Matt George, you know, is. Yeah. But um, it it seemed to me, I thought some of the Buddy Hield stuff with uh, Jaeger was kind of blown out of proportion. Same. Um, I they're competitors. They're, they're, yeah, they're competitors, and I think that people spun it as uh, Jaeger not trusting Buddy Hield. And I think the truth, if you really dig to the truth of what those comments were saying, was he wants Buddy Hield to not settle for bad shots. And I don't think that... <laughs> yeah, approach, which isn't can fault somebody for doing that. I mean, yeah. if you have time left on the shot clock, it's always going to be worth looking to see what else is out there. For um, sure. And so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm curious to see what happens with this King situation. I think it's just such a huge bummer, obviously, after this season that they've had. I hope that they can keep this momentum going. I really want to see them be a competitive yeah, they, they, division. They kind of just ran into a buzzsaw between the end of the season and the Luke Walton stuff. Like it's, it's like a really just like oh sh- oh this might be going south really fast yeah. after their best year in a while yeah and then so, we'll have Kings management back in the they'll be you know <laughs> back in that prize position of worst owners in the NBA up there with uh, Sarver and Dolan yeah so should we get into this love Mary kill yeah oh yeah do we want to say anything about the Ty Lue thing first oh oh the Ty Lue thing I want to give a oh yeah I wanted to give a shout out to Ty Lue I think he's a better coach than people give him credit for um I think the Lakers are going to be pretty psyched as a team to have him because if LeBron is excited I feel like everyone else on the team is going to be excited like I don't know it seems like they're seems like the right hire I don't know who else they would hire you know I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to agree, like, I feel like politically it's the right move. I think developmentally, it, oh, is, yeah, the no, La- it is the Lakers <laughs> still, like, making a lateral to step four step backwards. Like, it's, yeah, you know, one of the two. Ty Lue hasn't ever developed anyone that I really know of. And that was, like, hasn't been his job, so I can't, you know, I can't fault him for that. But I, it, I never even thought about it until you just said that, but I think you're totally right. They still have to develop it, these guys. It, yeah, it's never been his job, and yeah, I also don't fault Ty Lue for that, like, Man, I think that he did a really great job with like what he was given and trying to balance a lot of personalities and trying to balance morale, especially for a team that had massive turnover almost every single season. Mm-hmm. So I I do think that he is a good coach. I just think that this isn't the right move uh, to develop this young core. But, you know, maybe they are still planning to move away from that. So we'll see. Yeah. All right. So let's get into some fun stuff. We got uh, we got a Will Updike inspired Love Mary Kill about Kawhi the Claw Leonard. So why don't you run down what this Love Mary? This is a good one. Okay, so this Love Mary Kill is um, giveaways at Staples Center that will that will happen when Kawhi Leonard is definitely a Clipper, which is a hundred percent confirmed. Yeah. Um, so on the board we got uh, and feel free to chime in if you think I missed anything. But we got uh, <laughs> free gloves. I like this one. A free yeah. glove for the claw. Uh, <laughs> is it a pair of gloves or just one glove? <laughs> you know what? That's dealer's choice. Okay. Uh, All right. You, I'm in. You can comment. You can comment either way. Uh, yeah. 
Also on the board, we got mushrooms, because he's a fun guy. And these are psilocybin mushrooms. I was going to no say, question, they, there's, okay. there's no question about that. They are definitely, um, they are definitely some funky mushrooms. But they're medical uh, grade, and you have to show your ID before you get one. We're not just handing these out to kids at the game. Yeah, we'll see. If they look, <laughs> if they look 18, you know, I, who's to say? Fair. <laughs> and then finally, uh, everyone gets uh, kawaii, as in the Japanese fashion trend, inspired outfits. Um, which would be, you know, very, <laughs> which very would tasteful. be one of the funniest things to look at <laughs> if an entire stadium was wearing that. Yeah, but the, I feel like they should be kawaii masks with kawaii type, like vibes on it. Like a kawaii mask. I also want to. Like, I also just want to throw. I also just want to throw a kawaii mask on there as just a fourth. <laughs> okay. All right, let me get let me go first on this one. So first of all, I'm absolutely loving the mushroom idea. <laughs> I think it'd be a fun time. I've never been to a basketball game on uh, psychedelic mushrooms, but I feel oh, like side note, side note, maybe yeah. it's just maybe it's just stems. Like it, it's, you're not gonna bag a cap. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, gonna, we're not doing not caps. Crazy. No, we're just doing stems. It's gonna be micro doses. Um, no, I love that idea. I think that's a good time. I think that's one of those things that happens once and it goes great, but then they never do it again. I don't know why, but I think we'd have a good time. Um, I'm marrying the glove idea. <laughs> well, and now, it, now, you have to specify, is this one glove or It's two? one glove. Um, and describe the glove. What does this glove look like in your giveaway? The glove in my giveaway is bright red. <laughs> with the with the Kawhi logo on the bat, like the top of the hand type thing. Okay. Yeah, and after yeah, yeah. it's it's the right hand, and after every single basket, everyone lifts it up, and goes the claw and lifts it up in the stadium. <laughs> and then they they tickle the person next to them like uh, Jim. <laughs> well, I mean, liar. we had the we had the Clippers strippers, so I don't know if we're gonna go back to that type stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm marrying that idea because I think giving away one glove is absolutely hilarious. Um, and then I think I have to kill the Kawhi idea just because the logistics seem too hard and the potential PR nightmare somehow I'm more worried about a PR nightmare about that than giving away mushrooms at a game. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing is the Kawhi thing is it would be very respectful. We would source it. Uh, yeah. All right. So what do you love marrying and killing out of these three? I feel like I know already. <laughs> um, I am loving Kawhi masks. <laughs> okay. Just because I think looking out, looking across uh, Clipper Nation, Staples Center, uh, a bunch of people wearing a mask of Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like that's. I don't know if I'm as a like as a spectator. I'm definitely amused. As a if I was a player in this scenario, I don't know if I'm in terrified. I don't know if I'm terrified. I really don't know what to do. Because um, he's everywhere on the court, and then you look in the stands, and he's in the stands, too. Yeah, and I don't think that this giveaway ever happens again. So it's it can't okay. be a Mary for that reason. All right, so um, what, what are you marrying? Oh, I'm marrying mushrooms all day long. Okay, uh, yeah, that he, one, that's a, the best one. He's a fun guy. I think that that is hilarious. It just a, If you were handed a little dime bag of mushrooms that just said fun guy on it, I mean, come on. That's great. I'd take that for every game for the rest of my life. Maybe that's why he's so low-key is because he just microdoses a bunch. 
I oh man, I hope so. <laughs> man, I hope we can microdose with Kawhi when he for sure becomes a Clipper. This episode's really gone off the rails. What uh, what what giveaway are you killing? I'm killing the single glove because fool. The the look of a single glove is uh, it's a vibe. It's not my kind of look. <laughs> it's a vibe. <laughs> All right, that's fair. Well. We'll keep you guys posted on which of these ideas the Clippers decide to use from us. Uh, we'll see if there's hit any up, Hit up Clippers PR. Uh, anyone on Twitter, <laughs> yeah. let them know what uh, you think. Hit us up at Locked on Clips, at Charles Bacher, at Will Updike, if you have any other uh, Kawhi-inspired giveaways or Kawhi conspiracy theories. Um, we will be back for you guys on Monday. Going to be Will gets back from Japan, uh, so he's got to do whatever he's got to do uh, to uh, acclimate uh yeah i have been positive chuck Bockler. and i'm william the opinion update coming at you live from japan see y'all monday all right later